Welcome to another episode of Hate Fighting Podcast. As always, Cody Worsham here. Uh, joined today by Durante Jones, LSU defensive coordinator, on a special live edition of the podcast. <laughs> Coach, appreciate your time. Thank you for being here. Uh, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Coach, before we get to the fan questions, just fill me in on what the last couple months have been like for you, getting settled in and uh, into a new home and into a new uh, a new position here with LSU. Uh, it's been good, actually. Uh, so, as you can imagine, things got started uh, pretty fast with taking the job and mm-hmm. getting ready for spring ball. And I thought spring ball was uh, positive. A lot of good things came out of that and got a chance to know the guys, got a chance to know the staff, right? We're a new staff as well. And just uh, kind of get engulfed into the LSU culture. And then right now we've just been uh, doing some self-scout, uh, which has been good. So, you know, again, just trying to look at things that we need to improve on and uh, go from there. But I think so far everything's been great. So speaking of the spring game, uh, we all watched. We, we saw. I think we liked what we saw defensively. Um, looked like your guys played pretty well. Um, secondary made a lot of plays. Um, what can you read into a spring game that you saw from your defense after getting 15 practices with them, getting them some live reps? What did you learn about your defense? Well, uh, they play with a lot of energy, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and for us, we just wanted to focus on just bringing energy and effort uh, and letting the guys play fast if possible. And I thought the guys was on an upper trend with that. Mm-hmm. Um, starting from where we were, um, they felt comfortable in the system, so that was good. They started to get an understanding of the system of what we're asking them to do and just uh, do it to the highest of your ability and the best of your ability. And we talked about effort. Effort was one of the biggest focal points uh, in the off season and in spring. Um, and effort, you know, we always say it's between you and you. And, and so uh, just challenging the guys in that way. You know, it may not be right all the time, and you're going to make mistakes, but just give great effort. We can fix everything else. All right, first question from uh, one of our season ticket holders. This one's from Patrick Quint. For those, of those, for those of us that aren't technically savvy with defensive terminology, can you break down how you take existing inherited players and work with their strengths and weaknesses to bring them effectively into your scheme and the challenges associated with that? Great question, Patrick. Well, so that's one of the things, Patrick, that, uh, you know, coming here, understanding what is it that our guys do well. Um, and, and you want to take every person is going to be different. Every player is going to be different. Right. So um, you want to try to put them in the best position possible. And so we always say or we, what I wanted to do here was be we are players first scheme second. If our players can't execute man coverage, for example, then I probably shouldn't be calling man. <laughs> um, if our players are best in uh pressures, attacking style, uh, man-to-man coverage, then you want to do more. So to, to, to hone in on that question, try to limit situations where they cannot be successful. Um, and now, again, you're going to have a whole unit. So when you're talking about 11 guys on the football field, everyone's going to have their strength and weaknesses. Um, and so you try to dictate the coverages and you try to make calls to whereas uh, guys can maximize their strengths and minimize their weaknesses of getting exposed. And then you understand uh, offense is going to try to do do certain things to m- create those mismatches, and then you got to have answers for that. So, one, to answer your question, to understand what each person does specifically well. Um, when I came here, there were guys that you was like, okay, he does A, B, C very well, all right? D, E, F, not so much. And then you have a, a, a book of those players, and you have a strength and weaknesses, and then you try to – game plan accordingly and match up with the scheme great question great answer i'm a i'm a botch this name so i apologize ruark hotop i uh, said of all the coaches you've worked with in your career who has had the largest influence on you and why i've asked coaches that before i know it's hard to pin it down to 
a single coach because so many of them have impact. So I'm going to open up the door for you a little bit. You can you can name a couple coaches. You know what? I would probably start with um, my position coach in college. And the reason why I say that is because he's the one who got me into coaching. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so, uh, you know, Dexter Davis, um, who's currently the team chaplain for the Atlanta Falcons, hmm. um, was my position coach in college. I got injured. I couldn't play anymore. I was down in the dumps. And he got me into coaching. He hmm. said, hey, come work with me, help me out. You know, you're a captain, guys, I respect you. And so, to me, that's the biggest influence because I wouldn't be here if it, wasn't, if it had not yeah. been for him investing in me that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's kind of like a spiritual father. And so, there's so many coaches along the way. It's kind of hard to pinpoint. Sure. You know, I thought uh, I learned from Coach Daryl Day when I was here at Nickel State. Um, Go you know, Colonels. I was, very, I was very young in coaching at that aspect in that time and kind of just this is how you become a coach. This is how you recruit. This is the things you need to do. Um, and so he helped me. <laughs> you know, Google Maps wasn't around back then. You had a real map. And so you can get lost on the road recruiting in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. And he said, hey, just look for the water tower. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so just different things like that. But uh, so, you know, having Daryl Day, um, I think, you know, Coach Zeb Simon at, at the high school ranks in Louisiana, has been huge, you know. Uh, that is where my coaching style kind of adjusted and changed. Mm-hmm. You know, I was uh, so really that's the Louisiana influence, sure. right? At Nickel State and then at Generette and at Franklin, and uh, more so Generette with uh, Coach Simon, um, and understanding players in Louisiana, they attach to you emotionally. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not just really business; it's, it's about that relationship. Mm-hmm. So that's where I started to really hone in on the importance of building relationship with players. And so that's where he implemented that in me. Um, And then, you know, moving forward, also my time in Louisiana, Vance Joseph uh, became a mentor of mine. So, you know, me and Mickey Joseph were working together. Mickey took me under his wing. Mm -hmm. So I slept on Mickey's couch when I was at Nickel State. Wow. And so, uh, you know, I was 21, 22 years old. And so, you know, getting with Mickey, but meeting Vance through Mickey um, became a mentor of mine in the coaching world. And so we taught defensive back play, uh, learned some techniques from him and things of that nature, and it kind of came full circle when I went to work with him at Miami. You know, Coach Aranda uh, at Wisconsin, watching how he approaches the game, Mm -hmm. uh, his mental approach in terms of the preparation and the things that he looked at, I thought Dave saw the game differently, Uh, more of a uh, professor, Mm -hmm. right? And so I always like to pick up things from that. Um, and so just watching his preparation um, and then moving forward to being able to be under two great NFL minds uh, like a Marvin Lewis, like a Mike Zimmer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's the same foundation defensively. Right. Marvin had a an unspeakable relationship with players and. I had a chance to watch him work, you know, because Marvin made his day as a defensive coordinator with the mm-hmm. Ravens, as we all know. And he had one of the best defenses in the history of football mm-hmm. with the Ravens, right? But as a head coach, you're kind of away from that. Well, when I was at uh, Cincinnati, the first year, you know, he had to let he had he made a change as a coordinator at the coordinator position, mm-hmm. and so he he took over the play calling. And now I started to see. Okay, now it's not Marvin Lewis, the head coach, Mm -hmm. and the structure and organization. Now it's Marvin Lewis, the defensive coordinator. Mm -hmm. And now, okay, wow, how does he see it that way? Mm -hmm. What is he looking at? And you can see his mind turning, and you can see how he calls games. And I had a 
front row seat of why he's one of the best yeah. um, and why he has so much success at the Baltimore Ravens and at, even at Washington Redskins when he was a defensive coordinator. Um, and, the, and the Cincinnati defense is why he was there, you know. And so I had a chance to learn from him a lot. And then Mike Zimmer, uh, you know, only one year on the Mike Zimmer, but, uh, you know, <laughs> his approach to the game, um, he sees it differently. I think what you see from all these guys, they're all great defensive minds in their own, right, with, with Mike, with – uh, Marvin Lewis with Dave Aranda in terms of defensive minds. Vance Joseph, all these guys are great in their defensive minds mm-hmm. in their own right and they have a different perspective from it. Um, so you try to pick and choose what to grab and how does it fit you. Yeah. Um, but then on the flip side of it, I don't want to get long with it, but on the flip side of it, I had a chance to be around some great offensive minds as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, starting, you know, Norm Child. You know, uh, we worked together at Hawaii and at UCLA. Yeah. Um, had a chance to, you know, see how I was. A, I was a huge West Coast offensive fan when mm-hmm. I was growing up. You know, so learning learning some things on the norm, um, and then you know Rick Newhouse, an offensive mind, was there. Uh, Mark Tressman, who pretty much is a staple, not only in NFL. He has 17 years of uh, NFL experience, but also what he's done in the CFL, winning national, winning multiple championship, great cups there. Um, and so watching how they attack defenses. Um, you know, Adam Gase, when he was at, you know, Miami Dolphins and what we did this first year there. Mm-hmm. But just watching those guys, one, they, they don't respect defense coaches at all. So I just, <laughs> so, so, you know, that's, that's the first thing I learned. You know, they, they just, they don't think defensive coaches know anything, right? But I, I remember it, it changed my thought process, especially yeah. when I was with Mark Tressman, because I grew up as a defensive guy. Mm-hmm. And defense wins championships. Right, so this is the big debate: mm-hmm. what wins championships? And so, uh, you know, I said, "Oh, Coach, defense wins championships." You know, and Mark Tressman, the quarterback guy and uh, offensive guy, he said, "No, Durante, no, they don't. Great quarterbacks win championships." Hmm. And I said, "What?" And I said, "Nah, Coach." And I said, <laughs> "He said, okay, let's go down this list." This was back in uh, 2010 or 11, right? Mm-hmm. He said, "Let's go down the list." He said, "Now, don't get me wrong. There are some teams that's." Above and beyond, sure. They're the exception; they're not the rule. Sure. I, I mentioned the Ravens. Yeah, I better say you think you of know, the Ravens. I mentioned Ray the Ravens. Lewis. He said, "Okay." I said, "Tampa Bay Bucks." You know, when they won with Sean King as a coach, he said, "Okay." I said, "Pittsburgh Steelers." He said, "Ah, they had Roethlisberger." Yeah, right. I said, you know, and so he mentioned Roethlisberger. He mentioned uh, Drew Brees at the time, the Tom Brady's, um, Peyton Manning's. He said, "If you don't have a star quarterback or a great quarterback, it's hard to win a championship." Mm-hmm. Um, and so. That kind of resonated with me. I still believe defense wins championships at the end of the of day. Of course you do. But I think, you know, certain quarterbacks like the um, Aaron Rodgers of the world, mm-hmm. they can compensate for a lot of different things. Well, I mean, I think you even saw it this year with, with Tampa Bay. You know, not that Tom Brady is yes. a great quarterback. Oh, he is. I faced him a couple if, of times. If, he is. Yeah, but if they don't have yeah. Devin White on that defense. Then, exactly. Then, uh, exactly. Exactly. And, and one of the things you saw with that, I know uh, like the New York Giants and they upset uh, mm-hmm. the New England Patriots that year. Well, my argument was, well, having the ability to rush four yep. at those great quarterbacks and play coverage like New York Giants did when they had uh, uh, Yossi and all those mm-hmm. guys and like what Tampa Bay was able to do this past year. Yep. You know, um, So at the end of the day, it comes back around to defense. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Smoking like a true defensive coordinator. Uh, again, if you have any questions, feel free to hop in the chat or in the Q&A. We have one from Lucien Laborde. 
Uh, have you determined which base defensive scheme you are likely to use with the personnel you will have this fall? If you prefer, will you describe your defensive philosophy? So if any Alabama offensive coordinators are listening right now, just plug your ears up as, as coach goes into his defensive philosophy. But I, I was curious to see what y'all would look like schematically in the spring game. And I know you don't bring out all the, 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 the fancy stuff, but just from a base perspective, it was interesting to see how you rolled those guys out there. Um, but you mentioned you mentioned a number of defensive coaches who have very different schematic mm-hmm. approaches. Yes. So how do you how do you you know to to expand on that question to, to describe your defensive philosophy? How do you develop a schematic philosophy? Is it different for each team depending on personnel? Do you have something? It, that it you is. Feel it's, about? it's generated personnel based. Yeah. I mean, you know, you don't want to be a uh, and and at the end of the day, right? They're all like I said it before. They're all numbers. Whether you're a three four, whether you're four three, it's still just numbers mm-hmm. up front. Um, because the game is different. The game is spread out so much nowadays. Um, but it does change in terms of how you're aligning. Mm-hmm. So it's not so much of the numbers. It's much. It's more so the alignment of those yep. guys. Um, and so you want to put, you know, what our identity is, you know, and, and we're um, – I think we have some, ex, you know, some very talented defense alignment. And so uh, whether it's a 3-4, whether it's a 4-3 – you know, for other people who may be listening, we're just going to try to put the best 11 out on the football field. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and But we're going to be fundamentally in technique sound. We want to be, um, uh, like we call it, a smart, tough, dependable defense, you know, uh, minimize the error, be on the same page. Uh, we want to show some toughness when we're out there. We talk about that violent demeanor. I mean, it's just a violent football game. Yep. Um, and so when you look at LSU's defense, Things that you want to, you should, you, we would like for you to pull from um, after the game is over. It was wow, those guys were, were tough. They were physical. Mm-hmm. They gave great effort. Um, they were fundamentally sound. It's not really going to be perfect, right? But it's going to be fundamentally sound. Um, and that ties into the communication, you know. Um, and so those are the things that you would like to pull from. Another question here from, I think, Leslie Harrington. Yeah, the name kind of cut out there. So who have you noticed that has stepped up that we might not? think of um and again kind of like the coach question it's hard to single out individuals um but who are some of the guys in that defensive room you, you that know stepping up uh i think uh i i can always step from i, I go from each level really mm-hmm. right so just everyone knows the main guys yep. right for the most part right you know the ali gage you know the andre anthony's your bj's I, I think uh in the d-line i thought joe evans uh had a fantastic uh spring yep uh, in the linebacker core, we all know who Damone is, right? Um, but I think Smalls. You know, yeah, you know, yeah. We, Jared had a great. He had we, a great spring. We, we call him Biggie Smalls. Yeah, the have, but I think uh, he was a monster. You know, in the Smalls game. had a had a heck of a spring overall. I mean, mm-hmm. just to watch him progress. Um, so you like where he was and where he was where he's where he's getting to be mm-hmm. in the back end. Everyone knows Sting and Eli. Mm-hmm. You know, pretty good I, corners. I, yeah, you know, but I think. Uh, <laughs> I think Dwight uh, really – I was happy for Dwight in terms of watching him from day one to day 15. Um, his mindset kind of changed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, his approach changed. He was always a competitive guy. Um, but I just I, – I got so much respect from him watching him at practice. I mean, he may have gotten the most reps out of every corner, yeah. out of every corner we had just because of our depth issues. But um, – so I was really happy for him and watch him play in the spring game to play with so much, such confidence. Uh, so I was happy for him that we're in the, in the, in the corners room. Um, 
you know, and, on the, and in the back end, and the, well, also in the back end with the safety position, you know, uh, we, we asked a lot of Jay Ward mm-hmm. um, for a position change. It wasn't supposed to be a position change. It was supposed to be a temporary deal. Um, but it became a position change. He was pretty good at it. It, it was it was some things he does natural that stood out on mm-hmm. tape, and uh, I was just thankful and that he not only accepted the challenge, but he was open to the challenge. You mm-hmm. know, some guys are like, "Nah, coach, I'm not. I don't want to change positions. I don't want to do that." But you know, the the competitors and the football players, and that's just what LSU Tigers are about. You know, one thing I noticed about this team as a whole, offense, defense, special teams, guys are so unselfish. Mm-hmm. And guys are willing to do whatever it is that's in the best interest of LSU Tigers. And, you know, Coach O says it best, you know, one team, one heartbeat. And it this spring you could really see it come to life. For yeah, me, who, yeah. who's new to it. Yeah, you know, so. well, that's that's good to know that you kind of pop in and, and you can feel that immediately. You came from Minnesota. I asked Twitter if they had any questions, and Rube at, at RJD12 on Twitter asked, could you tell Jefferson was going to be a star during Vikings training camp? Yes. Yes. Did, you could tell he was going to be a star. I don't think anyone imagined the type of year he had. This early, he was special from the moment we stepped foot on the field. And uh, I remember – so defensive back coaches, we stand in the back, right? And so I'm back there, and, and Coach Zem, we're back there. We're just, you know, we're looking from the defense perspective. And uh, Jets kind of ran an in-break, ran a dig route, and the ball was thrown slightly behind him. But he had already left in the air, mm-hmm. right? And so he's in mid-air, and the ball is behind him, and he just – his body, like, twist and turn, mm-hmm. and he just kind of, like, snagged it yep. and brought it back. And, and just when he hit the, when he hit the ground – the turnover and the, just the acceleration and burst. And I looked and I looked at Coach Zell, man, he's going to be special. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so you knew earlier on uh, that he had it, that he had the talent. Um, and so that was – we were all pleased in the building. And then just to watch what he's done, to watch – really what people didn't see is the work that he put in after practice. Yeah. Right? It was – after practice, everybody's walking off the field. He's doing extra routes. Um, he's always snagging the balls. You would see him on air uh, run through the practice calls, you know, the play sheet. Mm-hmm. So he'd just be running the routes. He'll see, he'll, he'll, see, he'll see the formation, see his assignment, and he'd be just on air working through his steps, working yeah. through his releases. And so you knew that he was special. Um, and, and I like to attest it to not only them, but what he learned from being in this program how to be a pro, how to take the game uh, to another level um, in the approach. And I think LSU football and Coach O has done a great job and the staff that he's had has done a great job of educating guys and showing guys the way, so to speak. Got a couple more minutes with you. I want to ask you a a couple questions that I had planned, and then I'll get to one more um, fan question. So when you got hired, we sent out an email internally, and it says, welcome to LSU, Durante Jones. It goes out to everyone in the athletic department and has like a – little questionnaire that I guess you filled out at some point. Okay. And so it asked about your interests, and one of your interests was reading. So mm-hmm. i got to ask you a book question because I'm a reader. Okay. Are you actively reading books right now? or Because I know football coaches get in football mode, and they're just, you know, they're, they're reading playbooks instead of, you know, nonfiction or whatever. But if you are reading now, what are you reading? If not, maybe a book recommendation, one that you've read recently. Uh, well... <clears throat> I'll give you one of my favorite books of all time. And actually, I just 
put one of our uh, coaches, one of our coaches on to it. Um, this book kind of changed me a little bit in my thought process, and it was it was suggested to me. Um, and it's an old, old staple, right? Everyone probably has read it before, but it's uh, by Dale Carnegie, How to Win Friends and Influence mm-hmm. People. Um, that book had a major impact on me because um, it's about people skills. Mm-hmm. It's about what we do. It's about relationships. So uh, that's one of my uh, one of my favorite. Um, the book that kind of got me into reading when I was younger, because you know most kids don't want to read anyway, yep. right? Um, but uh, Nathan McCall makes me want to holler. Hmm. Uh, got me into the reading aspect of it, and then uh, right now I'm just reading. Um, what is it called? Uh, uh, God's Plan. Um, and I just finished before. I just started reading it, but I do want to mention Instincts by uh, Bishop T.D. Jakes. Hmm. Phenomenal book, uh, Instincts by Bishop T.D. Jakes, which I just recently finished. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Uh, two more personal questions, and I'll, in, I'll end on the football one. Uh, based on your Instagram, I know you're into traveling, and I know you're into bourbon. Mm-hmm. So a bourbon recommendation and then a travel recommendation. Maybe na- just name drop a few places you've been and then give me, like, the top place you visited uh well i try to travel twice a year uh this is pre-covid mm-hmm. um so uh, i've been to uh you know actually some europe places i've been to paris uh amsterdam london been to milan venice uh i've been to sydney australia i've been to hong kong i've been to taipei mm, jeez um i've been to, i've been to american samoa been to, <laughs> been there. um I've went to I've been to Barcelona. My, my my recent trip is Barcelona. I went to Monaco and Nice. Did a little South of France tour. Um, but the most the, the the special trip, the most that the trip that meant the most to me, I, I went uh, ten days to Israel. Hmm. Um, I, I took my mom and my aunt and my uncle to Israel uh, two years ago, uh, which was phenomenal. I thought Iceland. I've been to Iceland. Iceland was phenomenal as well. Mm-hmm. But I thought I saw the Northern Lights. Wanted mm-hmm. to see that. But the trip to Israel was amazing. Um, we, we, we toured up and down the coast, you know, started in Tel Aviv, uh, traveled up along the Caesarea. Um, I saw the, um, what I want to, uh, it's, I'm trying to, I went to a blank, went to Bethlehem, mm-hmm. crossover. They couldn't take us to Bethlehem. You know, my tour guide had to, we had to stop us and we went to Bethlehem, but that was good. Uh, went to Tiberias. Um, it was just a phenomenal phenomenal um trip yeah i saw the uh so there's there's a there's where where jesus calmed the storm mm-hmm. uh so every day at that same time um the waters they become a little rough mm-hmm. and then they calm hmm. to this day That's crazy. So i think it's around 5 p.m uh, is that Sea of Galilee? Am I the Sea of Galilee? Yes. Got my Bible knowledge. Sea of Galilee. Okay. Yes. Oh, my Bible yes. knowledge again. Yes. Awesome. And that's up by Tiberius, but yes. Yeah. The Sea of Galilee. Well, yeah. How'd you get into traveling? What do you like about it? Norm Child got me into traveling. Oh. I uh, I was in Hawaii, and you know he would travel. Him and he and his wife Diane would travel often, and I was like, man, coach, that's got to be expensive to travel. <laughs> He's like, yeah. no, it's not expensive. You yeah. know, as people spend their money what they want to spend their money sure. on. So you can a couple hundred bucks, you can go wherever you want to go, and so. Uh, I started to travel when I was in Hawaii, and uh, I never forget my first place that I went to was Zurich. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. I, I went to Zurich, and I went to the other places from there. But I realized once I got into Zurich, um, 
I was like, man, I don't speak the language here. I don't, I don't understand these signs. Right? Mm-hmm. It, it didn't hit me until I got there. Yeah. But you, you know, you follow the crowd off the plane, so you kind of, if everybody's heading the same direction, you figure this must be that must means baggage claim <laughs> or exit, right? You know, red means stop and yeah. green means go. But anyway, that that's what got me into traveling. Um, I love it. Um, I've usually traveled by myself. Mm-hmm. You know, the only the only trips I've went with people were my family to Israel, and then me and a couple of buddies went to Brazil. Yeah. Um, that was it. Oh, and then for the bourbon selection. Yeah, 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 probably, bourbon selection. Uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm anything. I'm a huge Buffalo Trace distillery okay, fan. Okay, there you so, go. Uh, that and Michter's. Um, so anything from those two. Four Roses is really good as well. Yeah, I like, I like uh, Four Roses. The small batch select is good. So yeah. that's a couple, lot of good things. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm a novice bourbon drinker, but I'm going I'm to add that to my game. All right, we'll finish on a football question, and sure. I appreciate your time very no much. Uh, Scott Burns on Twitter asked, how has your defensive approach adapted to the rise of the spread offense that has taken college football by storm? So, you know, we talk about old LSU defenses and the 03 defense and the 07 defense and these great units, and the game has just changed so much since then. So, and you've kind of you've been there for your whole coaching career, seeing it evolve. So, how has your defensive scheme adapted to? Sort of goes back to the conversation. It, it, it makes earlier. it makes you defend the entire field. Yeah, uh, you know that's where it's going to. Even in the NFL world. Um, you, you realize a lot of NFL coaches are clinicking with uh, collegiate coaches because mm-hmm. they want to expand. Um, there's no more. You, you really see a fullback on anybody's roster these days, mm-hmm. um, and so you have to adjust, right? It's it's um, being able to defend the field. What coverages are best for that? You know, they want to take space, um, and so the way the philosophy is impacted by that is what type of player you're recruiting. Mm-hmm. Um, so the world of the box safeties are kind of no yep. longer. Right? It's funny I had a question about that. That's um, great. You know the that 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 two hundred and seventy pound middle linebacker is no longer. Mm-hmm. You know those guys they're all going down a level, mm-hmm. and so that box safety is now becoming what you know is a hybrid backer. Mm-hmm. You know that two hundred seventy pound is now becoming a DN, mm-hmm. a rush in or a stand up guy, and and you're getting corners who probably doesn't run as well. And they're smart mm-hmm. to play safeties. It's just it, the, the recruiting aspect, the position is changing. The, the defensive personnel is changing because of such. Yep. And you have to have more guys out because everybody's going to go three and four receivers. Yep. You know, Whereas you would load up on linebackers for special teams and different places like that. Um, but it, it's, it's changing the personnel, I would, I would say, across the board. That's why what around 35 to 40 corners are going to get drafted every year. Hmm. Yep. Games change. Yes. Well, we're glad to have you here, Coach. Thank you for Thank you joining for today. Me. Thanks, Thank everyone. For watching live and for everyone else who asked questions on Twitter, I know we took you out of a recruiting meeting, so I'm sure you got some recruits. To, <laughs> that's that's to what call. mine wasn't on my deal, but yeah, yeah, yeah no, I know, I know you've <laughs> nah, uh, that's that's part of the college game. So I'm sure as soon as we get done, you'll probably be on the phone or texting or doing something with recruiting. So, uh, but appreciate 30 minutes of your time. Oh, and appreciate you for having me. Yeah, looking forward to seeing your defense out there on the field as well. Thank you. Light nights of old, we fight to hold the glory of the purple. I said, fight, 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 victory for, victory for, victory for LSU. We are number, number one. Victory.